Welcome back to another episode of the Ville Chillin' Podcast, part of the Villain ENT Network. My name is Aaron. My name is Jack. And just a reminder, we are on all major podcast services from Spotify to Apple, Google to Stitcher, etc. Check us out there. Give us a follow or a rating. It really helps us out. And uh, definitely please consider subscribing to this channel or leaving a comment on a video. Um, whether it's, you know, just suggesting a different video or anything, whatever you want us to talk about related to Louisville, Kentucky, just drop us a comment. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe to our other Villain ENT channels, Ville Grillin' and Ville Gaming. The Grillin' one is definitely lackluster, lost some footage, but the gaming one, Jack's going hard. Got the, oh, yeah, I was rocking some Tony Hawk the other day. I got a got pretty a really nice, awesome combo, didn't you? Yeah, but then then I fell. So well, yeah, I'll get them next time. Either way, <laughs> check out that short. It's pretty funny and it's really really quick. Um, <laughs> so yeah, with that, today's episode actually continuing the Louisville businesses series. I guess that we we filmed an intro. of a few weeks back and now we're kind of taking a deeper dive so expanding on the businesses we already talked about yeah so that list kind of hit the three major topics on this site there's major employers and then there was um top private companies and top uh, public sector companies so today we're just going to be talking about the major employers and we basically because it's a pretty long list we can't touch on all of them but we will be touching on all of them who employ over 10,000 people, I think is where we kind of drew the, the line. So we got these top six here. And the goal is to just kind of run through, give a quick history, mostly a history of how and why they're in Louisville. And um, I guess kind of what still keeps them relevant as a Louisville business today, you know, what's really kept them going. Um, making them Louisville's largest employers. So, um, depending on how long it is, I do want to preface that this could be a two-part series. <laughs> we we don't really know how long this is going to be. So, with that, I guess, do you have anything to add before we jump in? No, let's... Oh, All right. On to Ford Motor Company. So, Ford actually began production in louisville at 931 south third street with the model t in 1913 so they've been here a long time um they opened a new plant at third and eastern parkway in 1916 and in 1925 they moved to southwestern parkway on the river the current facility that we know of on fern valley road opened in 1955 and then the Chamberlain Lane location opened in 1969. So they've been here a long time. Um, and looking a little bit into the history of why they came here, because obviously car production, especially at the time, was Detroit. They're the Motor City. So why here? And it came down to, one, distribution ability, which we already covered kind of with UPS, but then also with the high demand for supplies to operate the plants, Henry Ford understood the resources Kentucky had and its logistical positioning. So Ford bought coal mines, timberlands, railroads, river ports. He literally just bought these things up to make it 
easier to receive supplies and ship out cars. And they were building like 12 cars a day at first, I think, Model Ts back in 1913. And when you're talking about putting things together pretty much by hand, that's not bad. I can't build a car in a day, so <laughs> not one. Um, of course, the assembly line was there, but um, what they would do is they would actually ship the cars in in parts, kind of. I guess like you had the body shipped in, the door shipped in, the engine probably came in pretty much complete and would be shipped in. And so all they had to do was just assemble assemble the major pieces. They weren't like bending the metal and everything there yet, which is what they do today. Like it's full-fledged production and assembly today. Um, Ford and Louisville have always had quite a symbiotic relationship with Ford receiving state and local tax incentives in return for continued investment and advancement of the local plants, such as Ford's green advancements that they, they kind of promised to with dropping vehicle emissions and using as many recyclable materials as they could. Um, so with them agreeing to that, Kentucky and Louisville was kind of like, okay, We'll give you a tax break as long as you show us proof you're doing it. Just plant a couple trees. Exactly. Um, but it's also important because Ford almost left Louisville at least once. Um, and like they had to send a rep up to Detroit to fight for the right to stay here, I guess. <laughs> Beastie boys. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I mean, they, they almost left, so that's another reason we gave those tax incentives. But those tax incentives pay off big time when you consider all the jobs, the sales taxes, and everything else. Sorry. Uh, everything else, like, that generates millions of dollars in tax revenue. How many people? How, how many people is uh, employed here by Ford? 13,000. So that'd be thirteen thousand people without a job. Like that'd be right. So you, on top of that, yeah. I, mean, I guess UPS could expand, but that's <laughs> <laughs> they don't build cars though. So right. That's the thing. Like we don't get sales tax off of UPS or anything like that. We get sales tax off of Ford. Ford has to sell those vehicles. We get all the different things, and I mean that's why Ford's so big here. You know, there I say, there I start a war. The most popular vehicle uh, sports car that I see in Louisville is. The Mustang, like let's be honest, it's, and I don't think those aren't we, even produced. We have here, a friend but. who has a Mustang <laughs> tattoo on the side, on yeah, on his side, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's just ingrained in just kind of like UPS, you know, they're just here, and as long as that, like I said, symbiotic relationship continues, they probably have no real reason to leave. So um, glad they stayed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, thirteen thousand people without jobs. That alone is detrimental to not only the people, but the local economy. You know, um, that's 13,000 people not able to pay their utilities, their mortgages, buy food, produce income for other local businesses. So, um, all right. On to Humana, who employs 12,000, a little over 12,000 people. Um, which is still pretty good. Uh, the company was founded in 1961 in Louisville, actually as a nursing home company called Extended Care Inc. 
and eventually became the largest nursing home company in the country. Uh, in 1972, the founders decided to sell the nursing homes and instead purchase hospitals. And they chose to change the name to Humana in 1974. And the name change was intended to kind of change the public perception of hospitals to be more people-based and demonstrate a higher level of care. To really kind of get back to put the hospitality back in hospitals, you know, humana, human, you know, Play on yeah, they're, that was their goal. Um, in 1978, they purchased American Medicore company, which doubled the company's size and humana eventually became the world's largest hospital company in the eighties. That's something I never knew. I didn't even know that they were really involved in hospitals. Um, I've always just known insurance. Right. Same. Uh, they actually helped develop the traditional hospital like construction models used today where the nursing stations are like in the center of a floor and then the the uh, rooms are on kind of the outside perimeter around the nursing station. And that was done in an effort to reduce the distance between patients and nurses overall. So if you put the nurses at just like the main corner and then you know that back corner is really far so put they developed the model to put the nursing station in the middle again something i didn't know right i wonder if that's adopted like everywhere like i know it's it the nation but if that's like the oh world. in the nation yeah i mean i don't see why not it makes sense right. makes logical sense if somebody needs you you can get there faster if they're closer simple <laughs> um it also kind of opened it up to where it's kind of a double corridor model so you can have traffic going both ways on the ends and stuff there's no there's less hallway congestion and things like that um and so around that time in the 80s one hospital in arizona lost a contract with the largest hmo in the area so humana decided to create its own insurance plan and i guess that would be the birth of what we know as humana <laughs> Um, in 1993, Humana owned 77 hospitals, becoming the largest hospital operator in the country. Um, the executives decided to split the hospital operations and the insurance operations, and the hospital portion went under Galen Healthcare, which was ultimately sold in 1994, um, leaving Humana pretty much just operating in the insurance space. In 2008, Ford Fortune or 2008 Fortune magazine named Humana as one of the top five most admired healthcare companies in the U.S. In 2010, Humana purchased Concentra, which included urgent care and physician therapy centers, which kind of put Humana back into actually providing healthcare, not just insurance again. But they ended up selling Concentra in 2015 for about a billion dollars. Wow. Probably a good sale. <laughs> Probably a quick turnaround there. Yeah. Guess them. Um, also, in 2015, Aetna attempted to acquire Humana, but the merger was blocked by a federal judge in 2017, stating it violated antitrust laws by reducing competition between insurance companies, um, which makes sense. I mean, when you think insurance, you think Humana, Aetna, Blue Cross, Blue Shield. I think that's it. <laughs> that's all I think right. of off the top of my head. Yeah. Kaiser. But Kaiser's an HMO, like in California. So, I mean, um, either way. 
2018, Humana joined two private equity firms in the acquisition of Kindred Healthcare. But part of that deal was splitting Kindred Healthcare from like insurance and stuff to part of it being home health, hospice, and community care. And Humana only bought it in for 40% ownership of that home health hospice care portion for whatever reason. Um, I guess it's just the only portion they wanted in on. Um, and then earlier this year in April, 2022, it was announced Humana would sell 60% of its 40% ownership <laughs> to another private investment company. So following that story, Humana has taken a, a strategy of growth via acquisition and sales and mergers. And I mean, they've undab undoubtedly established themselves as an industry leader in healthcare and health insurance. But I mean, they definitely played the acquisition market, which is actually a pretty popular thing in the healthcare space. So I'm not surprised mm -hmm. to see that at all. Um, I've read that about other companies. I mean, a lot I've of been industries part right now, just um, healthcare. I mean, that's a yeah. lot of them. I mean, that's the. I guess because I technically work in like benefits administration, I've been part of multiple acquisitions. So, so you, you'll see it as part of your work. I've been like there. That. Yeah. And I, I see it happen all the time. So, but like I said, regardless of how they grew, they definitely established themselves as industry leaders, um, even in things that they're not technically a part of anymore, like the hospital designs and things like that. Um, and again, they employ over 12,000 people. So that's pretty huge just in Louisville. And the last one on our list, UofL Health. So UofL Health was interesting. I wasn't quite sure how to word it because UofL Health was technically founded in 2019 as an academic medical health system. But basically what happened is Kentucky One and Catholic Health Initiatives, so the previous owners of like St. Mary and Elizabeth, they, UofL Hospital ended up using, or UofL Health used part of the University Medical Center funds to purchase those hospitals back in 2019. So that's why they have such a late, founded date even though we know Louisville's been practicing medicine a lot longer than that right so um UofL Hospital was founded in 1837 and then known as Louisville City Hospital and it was the teaching hospital of the University of Louisville which is the ninth oldest medical school in the U.S. that's pretty old in 1911, the UofL Hospital housed the world's first emergency room and to this day is the region's only level one trauma center. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I knew I knew, we, I knew UofL played a major role in, in healthcare and stuff and medicine, but I didn't know. Yeah, and I couldn't even really get into that. They've done a lot, but this is just kind of the highlights of what I could find and things that blew my mind a little bit. Uh, the current hospital was built in 1979 and is the fifth largest hospital in the region. Um, and back to that 2019 acquisition of those hospitals, each individual hospital has its own unique history. I didn't really want to touch on them because for one, there's like 10 of them and that would, who knows how long that would take. Um, 
but I'm more interested in kind of the just the UofL side of it because those were just acquisitions, right? Um, so while only existing as a health system since 2019, the School of Medicine dates back to 1833 when the Louisville Common Council set up a committee to investigate establishing a medical college in the city. Uh, the history is extensive, definitely plays into the ability or into the ability for the University Medical Center to even be able to acquire all that stuff, all the hospitals that they did. And honestly, it, like I said a minute ago, it would take an entire episode to try to cover everything. Um, but if you want to know more, you can go to about the individual hospitals. You can go to uofohealth.org in their about section. And then if you want to know the history of UofL School of Medicine itself, um, you can learn more at louisville.edu forward slash medicine in the about section. And honestly, I think that's one kind of like you were talking about a deeper look into some things about UPS earlier. I'd, I'd like to take a deeper look into the actual history of the school of medicine. Some of those major things that we did do to establish ourselves like we are in the region, you know? Right. And it, it doesn't even go into, um, like, I wonder what war, if war played a role as far as, like, our placement with some of the military right. bases, like Fort Knox and things, you know, <laughs> close by. Um, if that had anything to do with, like, our, how, how much of the advancement of, you know, healthcare or, you know, like, the medical had to be here. I, I don't know. Just guess. And I'd really like for us to yeah. look into that, you know. Yeah. I mean, so. I'd love to do an episode on just kind of the history of medical care or the expansion of medical care in Louisville because, I mean, we've mentioned it in previous episodes. Camp uh, Taylor was mm -hmm. right here in Louisville, you know, like six miles southeast of downtown Louisville. So it would make sense depending on how, like the years and the timing if uh, the School of Medicine was involved in that, you know. Um, I don't know. But like I said, I I started looking into it and I just kind of felt that for me to even just talk about a portion of it would kind of do a disjustice to the entire history and I think we could definitely do a whole there. episode. So next time, <laughs> next time. Um, and of course, I don't know if I mentioned yet, but U of L Health employs twelve thousand people as well. So that's pretty huge. That includes the hospitals, the physician offices, you know, all of it. So definitely a major employer, as well as a a major. Um, important infrastructure for the city, um, which is awesome. It's kind of awesome to see those combined. Um, so as far as today, that's kind of all we have. Again, we only touched on the employers that employ over 10,000 people, and that's not to say the other employers here aren't important. It, of course, it, we could talk on this for hours and hours, so we just kind of drew a line at 10,000 and um, touched on those but there's plenty of other companies this website lists them all at least to a certain cutoff point as well uh, looks like their cutoff is a thousand and some of these date back really far so who knows maybe we'll end up doing another episode on these again later i'm um, exploring further into the list um i guess with that uh do you have anything you want to add <clears throat> That wraps it up, I think. 
All right. I guess, again, with that, if you like us, like our video, consider subscribing, consider and give us the thumbs up. Again, drop a comment and tell us what you did or didn't like, or if you completely disagree with our assessment of something. Um, we're here to learn as well as just kind of spread as much information about Louisville as possible and why we are such in the position we are in the state of Kentucky, I guess. You know what I mean? So yeah. with that, as always, be blessed. Bless someone around you. See you all next time. We'll see you later. Bye.